0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to Pucks on the Dasher Hockey Podcast. I'm your host, Adam Glass, and with me as always, my co-host, Tyler Hebner. Hey! What's going on, Tyler?
1: Oh, you know, just... I've been watching football today since uh, 9.30 a.m., and it's uh, currently 8 o'clock. Should
0: I I redo the joke I sent you on text?
1: Uh, No, you shouldn't. It wasn't that funny. Wow. Okay. Football is very exciting. And when you watch Red Zone, which is the most superior product to, uh, when it comes to streaming sports, it makes it very easy to watch. All You get constant action all day, which is nice. And no commercials, which is also nice. Did your
0: teams win or however that works? I don't know how that works
1: um, for you. I haven't. I didn't have a good betting day, but fantasy-wise, I'm in five different leagues this year which is a little much for football. And it's looking like I'm going to be four and one this week. And I was five and O last week and I was four and one the week before. I think I was two and three in week one. So I'm having a pretty good start to the fantasy season. Uh, when it com- comes to a football perspective, which is great.
0: I only do fantasy hockey. I know you do. <laughs> I don't have any, I don't even have an interest in doing it in literally any other sport.
1: Yeah, I try, I, I just love it so much um, that I just feel like doing it all the time, you know? So, like, I'm in the finals of my baseball, um, <laughs> in the finals of my baseball championship right now <laughs> against uh, a heated rival from uh, one of our hockey leagues, and uh, I am getting crushed. So, again, once again, um, can't uh can't finish but at least i get money i guess i don't know (laughs) baseball's hard
0: baseball is not also not no that's too many games and like weird yeah that's not that's
1: yeah i gotta check your lineup every day it's kind of like hockey you gotta make sure your everybody you have in the lineup is actually playing
0: i just want to worry about hockey
1: yeah that's fair hey it's not for everybody
0: i can't do sports all the time anymore not my thing that's fair got too many other things i like to do that aren't sports related uh okay tyler Mm -hmm. we have been doing a lot of drafts lately Mm -hmm. so this is basically going to be a draft episode but before we do all the draft fantasy draft stuff uh we are going to quickly go over the most recent contract signings that have happened okay uh because there were a handful, you could say. One of them you could argue is significant.
1: But the rest weren't?
0: Um, Well, I'll let you decide.
1: Ooh, fancy.
0: I can just go over them. You don't necessarily have to bring them up. That's fine. Uh, Okay, so we'll leave this one for last, even though it's technically chronologically the one we should talk about first. We will start with the most recent, which is a one-year $850,000 deal that Calvin DeHaan signed with the Carolina
1: Hurricanes. One of the PTO guys this week. Yep. Yeah.
0: Uh, then we also have PTO uh, man Nathan Bilieu mm-hmm. signing a 29-year-old 850 contract with the Anaheim Ducks.
1: Yeah, sure. Defensive depth, whatever.
0: Well, and they also recently lost a defenseman in one of the preseason games. Mm. Uh, he got stretchered off and taken That's to the hospital. That's unfortunate but he seems to be okay. Uh, next up, 32-year-old Jake Allen signed a 2-year, 300 wait. 3 wait what? 3 Did you Say Jake 8? Allen? Jake Allen signed a 3.8 million dollar contract with the Montreal Canadiens for 2 years.
1: Weird. Okay. It's,
0: okay, placeholder. Jake placeholder Allen.
1: I mean, him and Caden Primo are now like they're you're locked in tandem there for a long time.
0: That'll yeah. well, be fine, I'm sure.
1: They don't Uh, need it to be
0: fine. Jake Allen good in the room or something. That's why he got the contract. (laughs) Apparently. That's what that. Apparently that's why he wants to be there. So they'll sign him. I feel like that's if he wants to be there and he's not that like that feels like a lot of money.
1: (laughs) Uh,
0: Sure. But whatever. Uh, Okay, 22 year old Rasmus Sandin uh, held out and got the contract he was originally offered. So good for him and his agent.
1: They got to try.
0: I guess. Right. That's weird to literally sign that contract, but like, I mean, good, good for Dubas who apparently overpays everyone for standing his ground um, and getting a defenseman that we kind of need now because he's hurt. So
1: 25
0: mm-hmm. uh, year old Andrew Peak, three years, 2.750,000 million, as I like to say <laughs> with the Columbus Blue Jackets, right-hand defenseman. He is a
1: defenseman. Mm-hmm need mm-hmm. those there you know that and he's They're a bottom not... bottom six guy not, yep. or um bottom pairing guy sorry
0: uh, 25 six. though so you never know yeah he could apparently he
1: apparently he spent some time with uh zach rowinski last year which is interesting but
0: uh sure t- tyler would you say he got a peak with zach
1: um that's really not good you don't like to see that
0: <laughs> Uh, Okay, last up, the one that may matter, 22-year-old Spencer Knight signed a 3 or $4.5 million contract with the Florida Panthers. Uh, Pretty standard rate for a goalie of his age, you could say, given what's signing recently. Mm -hmm. Uh, But that also means that Florida is now spending uh, almost $50 million on their two goaltenders, which feels like a lot.
1: Yeah, and people are kind of thinking that maybe Bobrovsky's gone. After but, this season, but I don't know how that's possible,
0: but like what, what were they just gonna like break his kneecap and put him on LTIR? I, I
1: don't. I, and you know what? I was kind of and like I haven't been able to look at cap friendly to like see if this actually works or not, but is Grubauer signed for longer or or shorter than um, Bobrovsky?
0: Bobrovsky uh, has three more years after this one at 10 million
1: and and. Grubauer just played the first of six years, I believe.
0: So Grubauer technically would have two more years on his deal. I wonder if there's a. But Grubauer is also probably, what, four or five years younger.
1: I wonder if there's a potential trade there where, like, Florida sends. I mean, I don't know. Why would they want a goalie
0: that's slightly cheaper for longer? Because it's slightly
1: cheaper and you're in your window to win. And he's probably better or could be better.
0: Don't you want Spencer Knight to be your starter? Isn't that kind of what yeah? You're but thinking? I don't
1: think there's a possible way you can move Bobrovsky without taking something shitty back. Yeah, like, you, I don't but think you that don't exists. take a goalie
0: back. That's you. are trying to. I don't see, and then I also don't see why Seattle would do that. Like I don't uh, see the upside for, for in bringing Bob in. That's who's older and more expensive.
1: Because he he expires his contract I, expires. I guess. Quicker.
0: But that doesn't seem like the kind of thing that the seattle management team does that seems really galaxy brain
1: that's fi- hey that's fine i'll uh just spitball in here
0: <laughs> but i really don't know how you get I... somebody even if you you can't even even if you eat half of it yeah that's yeah. still fine i guess ugh. yeah i don't know let's see what happens i guess
1: mm-hmm.
0: i mean they they traded Huberdo and Wigar for Kachuk. So yeah, which we, we would have never thought point. was going to
1: happen. Right. So.
0: So between Barkov, Kachuk, Bob and Knight now, uh, next year on the cap, those those four players will be almost 40 million. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> Fun.
1: <laughs> Is that good?
0: That's really good. Yeah. That's quality. For literally not one player who is even top five, you could argue at maybe maybe Barkov, like Kachuk is not a top five winger, right? Mm. Maybe
1: six. He no, I think he's I think he's almost there.
0: Almost there, but
1: yeah, I mean like I'm sure we could do the whole like who's better this guy or this guy, but like I think you have like first of all you got to decide what wing he plays because you can't just say top five winger, right? Because that's not really fair. There's left wingers and right wingers, right?
0: Well, he's not no. better than Marner or Panarin, so he's like yeah. But those one are two different. Right.
1: Panarin's not the best left winger in the league.
0: Well, he's second.
1: Okay, but like you know what I mean? Like you have to pick what wing he plays on.
0: Okay, uh, well let's do either way. Let's pick. Let's just do top five left, top five right, and see if we get to him on either. Uh, so you got. So you, who, okay? So who's top five left winger for you? Ovi?
1: Mm, well, Huberto's up there, I think, based on recent. Dondro. Uh, yeah, uh, I think. Kachuk. I think Kachuk's probably better than Gaudreau.
0: Okay. So we have okay, so above him on the left side, we would have huberto i have to pull up
1: left wingers. Hold on. (laughs) I I honestly uh You can't do it of your head
0: to do the best ones? No. Well on the right hand side, Marner's
1: one. So you got okay, so this list has dry as a left wing. So I think we both agree that he is not a left winger. Correct? He's not a left w- We're not counting him. That's not like David. Okay, Man. this list is horrible
0: because yeah, did you bring up? Jed's <laughs> wingers list? Like is this NHL.com's list of I'm, best wingers? Now that's I'm that's a joke at for my Fantasy.
1: Big I'm looking at it for fantasy right now. Um but Dreysidle's list. So Caprizov's probably number one.
0: Okay, sure. Let's do it.
1: Here's here's the top, here's the top five. But are you excluding. getting to Kachuk in your top five? On on this list, Kachuk is not listed as a left winger. Okay,
0: but in that in the top five that's listed there, would you put Kachuk above any of those guys? So
1: it it would be Kaprizov, Huberto, Ovechkin, Panarin, and Kyle Connor because we don't consider Steven Stamkos a uh, left winger. So is he better? He's better than Kyle, Kyle Connor. I would, I would say, argue yeah. he's probably better than Ovechkin at this point in his career. And Panarin had a Panarin's had a really weird last couple of years, so I'm not really sure where I put him on this list. And I'd put him around Hubert. I think he's could be a top three left winger, for sure.
0: Let's see where it goes. I guess. Do you want me to do right
1: wingers now? Is that what we're doing? Well, if you got it handy, let's do it. Yeah. Well, I'll just uh I'll just do a quick little quick little search. You know, just pull up the old Google. Well, we're gonna have just... Marner and Kane. Hold on, hold on, okay, well, hold wait. on. Okay, it's coming up. All it's right, here we go. Here. According to fantasy, Miko Rantan, uh, Nikita Kucherov, Mitch uh, yeah. Marner, it ha- they have Kachuk number four. Okay. Um, And then Pasternak's number five.
0: That's okay, the no.
1: And then you get into the Chris Kreider, Patrick Kane, Timo Meyer tier.
0: I'm taking Pasternak over Kachuk, sorry.
1: Okay, so he is definitely a top five winner. He's better okay. than Patrick so Kane, right? So top five now. Okay, well yeah. let's give it to him. Either position, top five.
0: Yep. Okay, yeah. fine. He's worth nine point five million over three years. Glad we did that. Years. Why not? <laughs> uh, okay, so those are our signings. Hmm. Uh, so it's fantasy time, Tyler.
1: I'm not having a horribly tough time pulling up uh anything on my laptop right now, but I do have your league strapped up. That's the only well, that's thing I've been able to pull up. Well, that's not what I wanted up. to talk about first, though. That's okay, because everything's frozen. So what do you want to talk about?
0: I wanted to chronologically go through our draft, so we have to talk about the early draft first.
1: Okay, well, let me pull up... Uh, I'll pull it up on my Can
0: phone. you pull up a spreadsheet? It uh, only has last names on it.
1: Uh, <laughs> I have it up. I'm good. You're good? I have it up. Yeah, I have you it have? up. Okay. It's The phones are wonderful things. Oh, God. Yeah. Uh, uh, so my laptop's everybody struggling knows... knows
0: I just want all the listeners to know that um Tyler can't afford to buy a laptop. It's so you are
1: poor, poor shaming me right, me right now. Is that I'm what we're
0: poor doing? Shaming you. That's what, you just said I couldn't afford it. You said you can't well you're not buying it. So I'm not buying it because I don't need would. it. I,
1: um, I, I turn this on I, like I turn this laptop right me. now that maybe you do. I turn this on only to do this. Yeah. That's it. it. I'm not using my work laptop for this. I use my work laptop for everything else. I drafted it off my work laptop.
0: <laughs> you hear that work?
1: Yeah. Fucking. They are listening. Are they? Oh, yeah.
0: Is an algorithm listening?
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. You're not I, getting out of it. Hi, work people. Mm-hmm. Skype might run off of AWS. You never know. I don't know it's what that good. means. Exactly. You don't even know what you're talking about. I don't want to know. Oh, do you know that, uh, reportedly, Mark Zuckerberg booked out um, an entire UFC fight night on Saturday and closed it to the public so him and his wife could watch, and they were the only people in the stands.
0: Are you telling me that a rich (laughs) person paid to watch a blood sport? (laughs) By
1: themselves, yeah.
0: No, come on. It was
1: was hilarious. It was very, very, um, yes, like... um,
0: History never repeats, Tyler.
1: Pretty much, yeah.
0: Never. It was very foreboding. So it's almost like we're inspired by things we read that you, mm-hmm. that happened already. Yep. And those people were probably inspired by things that, or stories they were told, and we just keep doing all the stupid things over and over again. <laughs> and nobody's willing to be look around and be like, Hey, why do we keep doing this? This is stupid. Anyway, yeah, but he did it, and I want to be cool like him. I can't sacrifice Jesus. my coolness. Okay. Come on. Wow,
1: this has all really right. gone off the rails. You started it. I was vamping so I could unlock my laptop, which I have now done.
0: See, your laptop is the bane of us. Is it? Well, it derailed the podcast. Did it? It kind of did. What if we have a new listener listening for the first time and they're like, wow, I was really looking forward to some hardcore fantasy hockey. Uh, I don't think
1: we have to worry about that, but that's okay.
0: Did we check to see if we got any emails this week?
1: (laughs) Good one. (laughs) (laughs) You think uh, I did any press. That's literally it. Like that's I feel cute. like that's
0: just a joke for me and you that we just did on the podcast. <laughs>
1: that's cute.
0: Um and the funny thing is one day we're gonna check and we're gonna be like, oh, we had we have like emails in here that we've been ignoring for a while.
1: Oh, here, hold on, I'll spend the next half an hour trying to pull that up okay. on the laptop while we so talk.
0: So we're gonna start with our points pool draft since cool. that's the earliest one. Uh I guess. We'll recap, last year I finished third and Tyler missed the playoffs, because um, he's a bad manager, uh, and okay. it had nothing to do with bad luck or all of his players underperforming. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, Let's go the Tyler first uh, actually finished, well, won the consolation tournament, if you will, and got to choose first overall in a season in which the number one overall pick was just such a dominant outright force that there was no way he could not take him mm-hmm. uh, so tyler decided to draft a goalie
1: as um, uh, as we tend to do in this league context is everything goalies yeah, are context very... of this
0: league um our yeah. entire first round was goalies except for the second pick mm-hmm. which probably should have been a goalie <laughs> 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 literally anything but the pick that was made actually wow anything else that was taken in the first round except for potentially the last player i would say would have been a better pick yeah
1: that's fair uh, so second
0: second pick was shane Wright. yeah uh and then it went demko jari maf gory swayman which was another tyler pick i took bob uh bitter to the one guy who i didn't really want uh and then murray went after me and then talbot uh, and one gm got to select demko jari and murray in the first round
1: yeah yeah keeper Which leagues van. Okay, you could say yeah the picks are all over the place so every every year the round the um the first round looks a little different but this year especially was very heavy goalie i don't remember it being this heavy on goaltending in previous years but i could be wrong if i just clicked over like
0: a few tabs the i feel like every year is literally maybe one player one rookie if there's somebody worth drafting and then it's just goalie 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 goalie, yeah goalie. yeah and then usually by about the th- third round the first defenseman will usually pop up because the second round is usually goalies for people who didn't have a first round pick uh and then some of the better players that are on the board would usually go mm-hmm is there any surprise, let's just say in the first two rounds, were there any surprise picks? Because I would, you know what, to be honest, Shane Wright isn't a surprise pick. I just don't think it's
1: necessarily the pick I would have made there. Um, in the first two, like, obviously, so Cam Talbot went on the back, ha- the, with the last pick of the first round. That one kind of seemed a little strange. He's not, or at least to most, he's not as highly regarded as, uh, as some of the other goalies even taken afterwards, like it's just not highly ranked. I think the sends are going to be good offensively, but with that D corpse, it might be a little, little rough from a goals against perspective. So I was a little surprised there. And then Cal Peterson went with the first pick in the second round, which I also thought was weird. Like some goalies that went afterwards were Merzlik and uh um, I want, I want to call him Lassie Thompson, but I know that's not his name.
0: No
1: Logan. lane Logan. Logan. Okay, Logan Thompson, oh, Thompson. Um, Ilya Samsonov, right? So those players, probably a higher upside to me than those two goalies. So that was a little surprising. Um, Pavelski was the first like real forward off the board, which I'm not surprised with. I was going to take him with the pick after he was chosen. So I, instead, I got Tarasenko.
0: You got your boy Tarasenko. Yeah,
1: a guy who I just own constantly for whatever reason. Um, but otherwise, like I think the first two rounds were pretty straightforward. Uh, and we draft really, really, r- really early in this league. This was, we drafted this on Labor Day weekend, basically. So we had no, you know, training camps or anything like that to to really understand who is like winning certain jobs on power plays or who's a starter or, or, or whatnot. So um, it's a little uh, like, Huso probably doesn't go as high if we know what we know now. And that is that hi- him and Ned are going to be starting the season 50 50. Um, so yeah, that's, that's, what about you? Any surprises?
0: I don't know. Logan Thompson seems like a weird grab there given how uneven that situation is, but I guess it's technically your third goalie since they had Georgiev in the, but still like, yeah, I don't know. I don't know, looking after who was drafted, I don't necessarily know if there's anybody that jumps out to me. Like, to me, Grubauer, to me, like, if going later in the draft, Grubauer in the fourth round is is one of the steals for goalies. Yeah, it's looking so like a really good pick. Matt. I honestly think he's going to be really, really... And that's exactly who I wanted um, mm-hmm. with my pick. <laughs> yep. Which was right after Grubauer was taken. So I took John Gibson, which, whatever, that's fine for where he was there. Um, he's my third goalie technically, but I was really hoping to get Grubauer there.
1: Yeah, I it it sucks because this league I have to draft differently than I do in other leagues, where like I'm usually okay with waiting on goaltending for a little bit, but like it just goes so fast in this league. You have to, you have to jump all over it pretty early, or else you're fucked. You or you're tra- at least you're trading from a disadvantage. You yeah. can't really build. You it's really difficult to build a, um. It's really difficult to build a waiver wire goaltending tandem in this league just because everybody carries four goalies, basically.
0: Whereas right. in every
1: other league I play in, it's two or three. Yeah, yeah, that's true. And now we have no goalie limit. So
0: technically you could, well, I guess you can't draft. You can only draft so many, but. Yeah. A big focus for me this year is something that I never do is I usually like punt my defensemen and I draft yeah, them too late, and I don't get anybody decent, and I really tried to focus on, like, looking at my draft right now, I'm, like, pretty happy with the defensemen I got <laughs> and where I got them.
1: Yeah, yeah. I traditionally do that in this league, and in other leagues I I have stopped doing that. I started to prioritize it a little bit more, just because the, the really good defensemen who get that top power play unit are so hard to get mm-hmm. after the fact that you have to kind of spend up on them to um in order to get them and like have a good baseline but yeah it was an all right draft i still like even looking back at it now like i haven't looked at this team in a while just because it's been so long since we drafted and i made my moves after the draft and all that stuff so i'm still pretty happy with what i've got considering we drafted like a month pretty much a month ago
0: yeah my last round isn't my favorite but i was just kind of throwing at the board at that point. Like you want not get the last the last round for basically anyone. I don't know if there's one player in that last round that I would even
1: want on my team anyways. <laughs> uh, I mean, the generally you're la- like it could say that about any league though, other than an auction league. Yeah, that's true. Right, because like most of the guys you pick are you're just like throwing a you know you're throwing a dart at the board, and if it hits, it hits, and if not, you just cut bait and leave.
0: Was there any uh, picks in this draft where like where I basically got Grubauer snaked by one pick? Was there anybody that like I don't think I snaked anybody on you, right?
1: Uh, on me. I um,
0: draft pretty similar in this draft at least. Not in
1: this draft, no. No, <laughs> I you had uh, we'll I mean, Heis- Heiskanen would have been nice. Uh, uh so you took Heiskanen in the in the back of the fifth. Yeah. And I had a pick at the beginning of the sixth, and I would have liked to have had him there, but instead I got Rasmus Anderson, which I'm fine with. Right. I was picking a D there anyways. But no, I had a few players. Like I really wanted Maddie Beneers. um, Mm -hmm. and I waited. I took Kopitar at the front of the third round instead of taking Beneers because I'd figured he'd drop to the fourth and he was picked three picks before my next pick. So I was pretty upset about that. But I still, you know, I still feel like I got some youth out of this draft that I can build on. Considering how many how many players we keep and my goaltending is going to be really good, so I'm pretty happy with that overall. Well, you got McTavish, so yeah, McTavish and Suzuki, those are the two guys. Hopefully, I can consider keeping next year. Yeah, guy who, who
0: Suzuki, who I did not keep. So mm-hmm. we'll see how that goes.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, you yeah, have a good I... team though. Technically, mm-hmm. technically speaking, you have a better team. You have a better <clears throat> base of keepers than I do, so that makes sense. Well, that's true. You
0: don't have Austin Matthews.
1: I do not. I don't have anybody near that caliber. Kale um, McCarr, I guess, would be yeah. the closest. Like, he's probably the third best player in the league. Uh,
0: Sillinger is the young guy I grabbed in this draft. I don't know if he'll stay on my team. or We finally added, this is the first year we've had NA eligibility um, mm-hmm. in the points pool. So, I kind of made a point to maybe grab somebody that might get sent down. And then just just to have the spot useful. Mm-hmm. We'll see how that sure. goes. Uh, okay. So next up, we would have my big pool draft that you are not involved in.
1: Mm-hmm. Not We're at all.
0: Still talking about it. But before we talk about it, um, okay. Should I talk about the recent goings on in the big pool before we do the draft or after the draft when I guess technically it would have occurred?
1: Seems like that might be a you decision, not a me decision. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, but I, mean, I it's not my league. I usually do everything chronologically. So Okay, so then continue to do that. Let's,
0: let's just do the draft first, and then we'll get to the trade, quote unquote, trade that.
1: <laughs> the trade. Done, done,
0: done, League drama. Woohoo. Uh, okay, so quick, I guess. Recap of the big pool, 18 teams, 10 keepers each. Uh, Last year, I made the final and lost, which was the first time I had both made the final and lost in the final. (laughs) Uh, Had a pretty decent keeper base, but because of last year, I sold a lot. So I only had a third round pick and then everything else was seven through ten. So I was kind of doing a lot of dumpster diving here. I also started this draft uh, while we were recording last week's podcast, as I talked about. Uh, And I'm pretty sure I made one of my picks on there and talked about some of the earlier rounds. Uh, And also, uh, I found out after not realizing it at the time that about halfway through or at some point during the draft, the commissioner changed the time between picks. Perfect. (laughs) And most people apparently did not know. And all of a sudden, it went from two minutes uh, pick to a minute 10, I believe. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, a lot of people, let's just say, got auto-drafted when they weren't expecting or had to pick a lot sooner than they were thinking. Uh, So there's some weird picks in here. So I guess we'll just quickly go over this. Uh, The only stuff that really matters for this pool because it is so deep is where kind of the younger guys go as far as the first round goes. So unlike the points pool, it went Slavkovsky and Shane Wright in this pool, and the guy who had the first overall pick traded up to get it. Um, so I don't know, this is the year to trade up for it. Um, but would you have traded up this year, Tyler?
1: (laughs) No, considering I made, uh, yeah, no, considering I had a first overall pick, I wouldn't have traded for it. I was actively trying to trade it away, but I Uh, didn't, I got not a single offer, which was also really surprising this year. Yeah.
0: Uh, so the surprise for me was
1: Kent Johnson went three. Is that the surprise? Looking at this round, that's the not the twelfth overall pick. That's not the surprise. What the fuck is that? A joke? Is this a league joke that we don't know where a this guy is, wasted a first round pick on a guy this, who retired?
0: This is this is what happens when somebody like has bad internet or com- blames it on a bad computer and they get how does that happen. But I have no idea how that guy's even on your board. Like, why don't you have a queue of at least a couple guys up there that could get auto drafted? That's horrible. Zidane Chara went 12th overall in a critical first round draft.
1: Zidane Chara went ahead of Drew Doughty. Wow. Or Tyson Berry or Nichushkin. No, Tyson Berry is not. Well, uh, I wouldn't even, based on who's in, based on who, like, just looking at these first three rounds, like, Tyson Berry's not a first round pick in this league either. No, he's not. Like, there's a couple dud picks in this round, according I would have to me. Taking yeah. Truba in the first round <laughs> for sure. Truba, like Toffoli, Segan, Matt Murray probably should have went a little higher. Like, a backup goalie went before Matt Murray. That's pretty fucked up. I mean, Eric uh, Carlson went in the third round. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, I mean, again, you if you build for hits, fine, right? I again, I, it's so hard to judge drafts. Based on not knowing the rule set, but I know this is a categories league.
0: We do so, hits, yeah.
1: Yeah, I know it's I know it's a bangers league, so you know I I just yeah I don't. Uh, a lot of these picks don't make a lot of sense, but that well, just feel could free,
0: Do you like um Andre Kuzmenko uh, in the second round at sixteen? Overall?
1: Yeah, that's at least like there's some upside there, I guess. Maybe it sounds like he might be a top six player, but like here's some players that I would have rather chosen after that. Just it, it, depending on where I'm at with, but let's just assume I'm trying to compete. I'm trying to actually build a winning team. Um, and even if you're not building a winning team, I don't think Kuzmeco is a guy that you would build around necessarily, but I could be wrong about that. I, I, he's definitely not a Caprizov, that's for sure. But guys I would <laughs> rather have after that, Logan Couture, I'd probably rather Alex Tuck than him. Um, Konechny. I think has some upside. Tom Wilson, who again, if this is a bangers league, like he's back now, so he's probably going to do exactly what he did previously. And then, if you were looking for upside, Cole Sillinger, Connor McMichael, you know those guys are there as well too. I think I probably would have went in that direction for sure. So you like the pick then? <laughs> I mean, to each their own, I guess. Like, if you really like if you really like an import, right? They, you know, they bust as much as they hit. So it's kind of a a dart throw. If that's what you want to spend a second round pick on is a dart throw, then that's fine. That's personally not how I draft, but, um, but yeah.
0: <laughs> so with my first pick in the third round, I went with Columbus center Boone Jenner. Fun. Who I hope ends up as the first C there between... Gaudreau and Line, a, but we'll see what happens there.
1: You're potentially gonna be pretty happy in either league, really. You're you've got shares of Columbus centers, so one of yep. them are gonna play with Bline and uh and Goodreau. So work out it'll hopefully. be okay. Yeah. Uh,
0: moving on to round four, Sean Derzy. That's good, right? In round
1: four? Uh I mean <laughs> when Justin Falk goes later. Yeah, in a bangers league for sure. I'm I I'm more like a... Zachary, like Zachary Massacott. who the fuck is that i it
0: is pretty even uh, in this league which is really deep uh and we're only allowed we do our yahoo draft so you have to draft guys that are listed and available to draft on yahoo and it is very rare for somebody to get drafted that i am like i have never
1: yes yeah, ever of
0: heard of this player period yeah
1: and then like just looking, I'm just quickly this is the first time I'm looking at it, so I'm just quickly kind of scoping it. Well it's I would yeah, rather get young, your reactions to it than me who like had to sit through it all. If young players are super valuable in this league because it's super deep, it's an 18 player league. So obviously they're they're important. I don't get how a guy like Jack Quinn doesn't go in the in the first three rounds.
0: Tyler, when I would so I would argue that any player that can consistently get you over sixty five points a season is capable.
1: Oh, no, for sure. I get, and Jack. But Quinn, that's what I
0: mean. Your upside for young guys is like anybody that you think could maybe get 70 points a few different times. Like that is an yeah. infinitely valuable player.
1: For sure. And Jack Quinn probably is a top six forward for the Buffalo Sabres this year. He had a seven or eight, nine game tryout last year, I think. And I think he was almost a point per game, if I'm not mistaken. I could be completely wrong on that. I'm just going to fact check myself. But I he feel was like he, close to it. I feel like he did really, really good in his short tryout, and that to me, and again, I've done this in our points league draft before, where the guys have played the year before. I did it with Braden Point, I did it with Teresenko, I did it with Kel McCarr, where they show a little bit of they show a little bit in like a very small sample size, and at the end of the draft, I go, okay, I for sure want a piece of this player at least, and I'm going to try and. Uh, just hold on to them and see what happens. And It just seems like that's such a better dart throw than any of uh, those other picks that we talked about in, in being young guys.
0: Uh, if my goal in this league was to get younger and rebuild, which isn't really where I'm at, I'm kind of in a go, like he would have been really high on my board for
1: sure. Yeah, well, any of those Buffalo guys, really, like yeah. Dylan Cousins, you know, your Jack Quinns, your even Casey Middlestad, I probably would take a late round flyer on just because, you know, he's going to get the usage. Um, and they were decent towards the end of last year. Even Alex Tuck was decent, like, you oh, yeah, you know. Uh,
0: so Mr. Jared McCann, who was kept in our points pool keeper, <laughs> uh, got drafted in the fourth round uh 16th overall in the big pool which is quite the difference in value i would say if you're kept in our points pool and you're not off the board first in this big pool if you're available that's kind of nuts
1: yeah well i think that's more or less just a bad keep on the other yeah. side than anything jared like, mccann's was, probably fine
0: was Matt Dushane not available in the points pool to draft
1: he was he was available
0: exactly but I yeah. kept him in big pool.
1: Uh, I see what you're saying.
0: Okay. Right. Yeah. Cause he mm-hmm. scored 40 goals last year. And even if he only scores 30 or 35 goals this year, that's still super valuable. In For sure. Pool.
1: I think if I was in this league, I would probably approach it differently. I think than a lot of managers in it. Um, but I, again, I don't know, right? Like we've got Stuart Skinner going in the fifth round. And <laughs> to me, it's just like, like okay. Like, th- there's probably better opportunity to draft a forward, right? Like, who who goes after S- Stuart Skinner, who's, like, half-decent? David Krejci, there's a good 60 points, probably, right? Even Lekkonen has some upside on Calgary, um, who went a few picks later. And then you're into the sixth round, and it's like, okay,
0: who... Well, Granlin went in the first of the sixth round, and he had, like, what, 60 points last yeah.
1: year? Yeah, there's, there's players available who you can kind of... Like even Trevor Moore at the end of the six, like that's a infinitely better pick than a than a backup goalie. Unless you're just, again, unless this guy has um, Jack Campbell, then and you want both the, I guess you want both of your goalies. That's totally fine too. Like again, it's so hard for me to judge without seeing the full rosters, but just kind of stands out as as being weird.
0: Well, there's it's just so many dart throws in this pool that. I mean, even though I was really late in my draft, I still feel like I found some pretty decent value like down into the seventh round where I finally jumped on the board again. I got Marcus mm. Foligno,
1: mm-hmm.
0: Um, who's probably good for almost three hundred hits this year, I hope. For sure. And maybe even forty or fifty points, which is super valuable. And some on of the power play units, I think, too. So Yep. And then Kay Andre Miller later on at the end of the round, which could be like a Truba Light, hopefully. Yep. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I feel like I just redrafted a bunch of guys I had. last year. I got Tolvin in the eighth. Like I basically my goal because I went such a late draft, my, my focus was categories. Yeah. It was like I just want to get the guys that can get me the most hits or shots, and then my keeper base is really high offense. So I hopefully I can just fill in some guys around the edges there and make that work. Like even I, I drafted Rasmus versus like. Mm-hmm. I figure at the very least this plus minus has to be better this year with torts there. Yeah. Right. Like you would assume so. Sure. <laughs> uh, I mean, and then I had a bunch of rookies on my board for the whole draft, wanted to grab somebody in the ninth or 10th. I ended up grabbing Alexander Holt in the yep. ninth round. Uh, who's definitely been given a huge opportunity in New Jersey. Uh, and if given the fact that I will probably be going for it again, might be a trade ship for me uh, near the deadline.
1: I'm just really like, I see like,
0: Oh, if you see something that jumps out at you and any of the I roll three or four seven, yeah, eight, nine let me know. I just
1: roll my eyes down this list. And I'm like, how is this guy still available? How is Riley Smith of all the, like Max Domi goes two rounds earlier. How does Riley Smith go after Max Domi? It doesn't Riley make Smith, sense. I
0: think was, I
1: think a lot of people whiffed on him. He's a, he's like a 25, 25 player. Yeah. Basically. Right, and then even further down the list, you got William Carlson. Like, I'd much rather take a shot at William Carlson than like drafting Dylan Dubé, <laughs> right? Right, like right, yeah. a guy who's never shown anything in his entire career.
0: What do it's, you think of JJ Petrucca?
1: I mean, again, like you're this again. I, so I'm going to be more understanding of these weird taking a shot at a weird four. There's only so many spots in Buffalo, yeah. and they're, they're not going to play a bunch of young. Like they're not going to play three lines deep of all young players, right? So JJ Purtzerka probably starts in the AHL, I would think, or continues his uh, development in the AHL. But I could be wrong. It just he doesn't seem like the type of guy who really stands out as um like he he's not Jack Quinn to me at least, and uh, like Dylan Cousins. See Dylan Cousins yeah. goes in the seventh. I know. And Dylan Cousins is better than jack quinn who goes rounds earlier it's just bizarre it's so bizarre
0: i would have taken uh i would 100 percent would have taken cousins over holtz if cousins would have fell to me yeah or i made that pick mm-hmm. uh oh, so yeah I'll,
1: that's that's fine
0: also, my keeper goalies were Freddie Anderson and Sorokin, and Varlamov somehow went in the first round, which is just insane to me and makes no sense. Yeah. And then somebody else picked up not only Ranta, but also Kochikov on me. Um, wow. So I couldn't get any of my backups. Um, so I ended up taking, uh, somehow got Scott Wedgwood with almost the last pick of the entire draft. Yep. And given the fact that there are points in this league where literally by a month or two into the season, there will literally be no goalies on the waiver wire at all. Yeah. Um, it's crazy that he kind of went that late. I'm surprised whoever had Andre didn't grab him.
1: Yeah, I am too. Based on new coach, probably not going to want to ride him in nearly as hard, especially since they signed Wedwood to a contract. Like, I could see him getting 20 to 30 starts.
0: I, li- I probably just need him to get one every two weeks to make it, yeah. you know, worth it for me. For sure, uh, um, and then I also grabbed Kevin Hayes with the third pick of the tenth round, uh, who is arguably, while well, he is a number one center, so.
1: yeah, <laughs> Which he is.
0: It's weird that he fell that far. Uh, any like, what do you? I mean, honestly, somebody drafting Vegmelka. In the 10th round, 13th overall, like, I know it's a Cats league. If you can pick his starts and you don't need to rely on him as an everyday starter, there's value there with him. I think so,
1: for sure. Especially in such a deep league, like, 100%. He's a starting yeah. goalie on a, on a team. He has a pulse. Yeah. yeah exactly. <laughs> like, that's the uh, that's Like, the if idea. he
0: can get you one win in an over 900 every week, then that actually is value in this pool, surprisingly. Because yeah. it is so deep. Uh, okay. So we have to talk about the other stuff that went on in this pool. So I guess, long story short, um, over the last few years, there have been some, um, hmm. well, we've talked about them on this pool, on the podcast. So there have been some, let's just say, sketchy trades that have happened Mm -hmm. a lot of different times. And a certain person has always kind of been involved in a lot of them. So after the draft, excuse me, after the draft, a trade popped up on everyone's phones, and it was Elias Samsonov, Matt Murray, Thomas Shabbat for Kalen Addison, Owen Power, and Vitaly Kravtsov. Kalen Addison, who of which had just been picked up on waivers, so you could argue has no value. Um, so you could say it was Power and Kravtsov for Shabbat, Murray, and Samsonov. Uh, Tyler, thoughts on the deal?
1: I mean, obviously it's a horrible deal. We wouldn't be talking about it if it was even even remotely close to being fifty fifty. It's a uh, yeah, feels a little. Uh, I, I'm of I'm of two minds with this because I also subscribe to like, and again we deal with this a lot in every league that we're in because I don't agree with ninety percent of the trades that are made, but I'm not the manager for every team in the league so. If you pay money to play in the league, you have the right to do what you want with your team. I don't personally believe in vetoing trades, unless there is clear collusion between two players that is provable without a reasonable doubt. So the fact that you guys vetoed this to me is a little sketchy, uh, because this guy, this person who made the bad trade, paid their dues. They should be able to manage their team as they want to. Now, with that being said, if you get you know one or two people in a league who are always getting trades like this, and there is notably no shopping around happening uh, of the players that have become available or like nobody hears that this guy's available and it's just traded to the first person. And it's always that guy and another guy. then, yeah, I, I could see why there's you know hurt feelings and and angst among the league. Um, and again, it's not I'm not in this league, so I don't really know the the feel and the vibe, if you will. but um, yeah, it's pretty, pretty, uh, pretty shitty trade. It kind of raw, ro- especially when the season hasn't even started yet. Like I personally, I hate that, but yeah, I can see why it was a problem.
0: So part of the argument was he did shop the trade around, but nobody was willing to offer a player that was in the top whatever on this NHL list that he had found for like best dynasty or keeper players. That listed Owen Power five spots ahead of Rasmus Dallin, um on the list, which is just complete insanity to me. And also, it was a dynasty lo-
1: list, right? Pardon? It was a dynasty league list. Yeah. And you guys are not a dynasty league. Well,
0: no, but it said dynasty slash keeper league on it. But yeah. still, and it and it says even in the thing like we based this on, it was just random stuff. It wasn't based on like an analytic engine or anything like that it was just people coming up with it and he's like well i trust nhl.com and it's like but they could put anything up there how do you know they don't Mm -hmm. what what does nhl.com care about fantasy hockey you know what i mean like what do they care if their knowledge is valid doesn't matter to them they don't benefit from fantasy hockey really do they
1: (laughs) Uh, more people watching the game i think they do
0: i guess but i don't know anybody that's like wow i started watching hockey because of fantasy (laughs) well no it's
1: getting the people who it it's getting the, your tryhard fans or like your, it's getting your, like, uh, your, sorry, diehard fans. They're also tryhards, but they're, they're diehard fans to like consume the content and we pay for the, the, the premium, you know, (laughs) watch all the games, um, like NHL live stuff, right? Like it's, there's value in it for sure.
0: Okay. So I guess long story short, this trade led to, um, a uh, new election for a commissioner in which only one person decided that they would run. We now have a new commissioner. Um, and another trade has happened, Tyler. And I don't know if you know about this one. I don't. So this happened after all the controversy. This is...
1: Same two, same two managers no, or different?
0: it's one of the two. Okay. Okay. So we have Matt Murray... Ilya Samsonov, Pierre-Luc Dubois, and a first.
1: Whoa, okay.
0: Going to one team. And in return, that person will get Alexander Kerfoot, Spencer Knight, and a fifth. Whoa. And this trade that seems basically lopsided had through. to go through because of all the bullshit that we went through with the last one. What the heck? So he was determined to give away the Leafs tandem for nothing. For nothing. Because I feel like you probably could have got Spencer Knight without trading them away, or not put Dubois in that trade, or even the first, for that matter. So he gave away a first in a Bedard year, and his team is probably going to be bad, too.
1: Well, if you're trading away a Leafs tandem, I would imagine. Like, what you, what could you possibly have, goaltending-wise, left uh, over? Well, I can, I can find out for you now. Well, I mean, just speculating, but... It just really depends on how valuable, like, again, you can, we could, we could discuss this trade and how it doesn't make sense right now because Spencer Knight is unproven and he's not the starter, but that could change this year or that could change next year. And you're throwing away a Leafs tandem who at most one of them is here for one year and Matt Murray's here for two Pierre-Luc Dubois, who's probably going to leave Winnipeg. So he's completely, he could go to Montreal and be awful. And then that first round pick, given the what the draft I just looked at, is probably not a super valuable pick unless it's going to be number one or number two.
0: So, do you want to know what goalies he currently has? Sure. Spencer Knight, Kapo Kakanen, Jesper Wallstead, Daniel Terasoff, so of- yeah. Craig Anderson, okay. Laurent Bossois, Joseph Wall, sure. and Kyle Peterson. <laughs> So it's how many of those were kept? Uh, I don't know who he kept because he might have traded away who kept. I really don't know at this point.
1: None of them have a keeper. So a, oh,
0: Spencer Knight was kept, but that was from the other guy. So it's just a bunch
1: of like young goalies who might, may or may not even play. Yep. I guess if you, I yeah, I just don't get if you're rebuilding, how you trade away a first-round pick, but
0: well, he only has two defensemen, Oh, geez. and they are Simon Nemich and Thomas Shabbat.
1: Yeah. Again, like it really depends on. Uh, this is such a leak-specific. Um, it is totally a conversation. Like,
0: okay, like, so let's just here is here is full roster.
1: I had okay. a point. I don't think we need to hear his whole roster. Like, I don't really yeah, but care. Yeah, it's like five more guys than we've already heard. Okay, sure.
0: Yes, Jack Hughes, Stutzla, Drysaitel, Slavkovsky, Seth Jarvis, Colson, Matthew Kachuk, uh, and Nick Suzuki, and then some other guys. So it's not like okay. he has a half-decent keeper base, especially for this bull.
1: For sure, but if you're selling, why don't you just get rid of Sidle?
0: I don't know why he would have traded us first, and he won't move and except probably for, like, three guys that are ahead of him on that stupid list, which is probably, like, Matthews and McDavid.
1: Yeah. My whole thing is, um, when it comes to leagues that you decide to play in, what is your expectation for the level of competitiveness Because I'm starting to realize that mine might be higher than it should be, in the sense that like I want to have in not in your case because it's an 18 team league, but like in the leagues I join, I want to have not 10 to 12 really good managers. I don't want to play against shitters or people who don't know what they're doing or people who don't watch hockey. Like I don't, I actively don't want that, Um, and it bugs me when trades like this are made because it's like if i do end up winning this league it will feel hollow to me and maybe that's just because i'm super competitive but like i want to know i'm beating good people and for what it's worth like i feel for 90 percent of the people that we that we play within the two leagues we're in i feel comfortable right um with that being the case but like in this league it could not be that the standard of manager could be lower which is which is fine, right? People can have fun and play fantasy. That's um, totally, totally cool. Um, for you really for me, shouldn't, you shouldn't send Aurora like that. That's just not fair. I wasn't. I, that's not even who I had in mind. But um, <laughs> way to tell on yourself.
0: Uh, what tell on? Just to, to really get the, the new commissioner of the big pool to be on my bad. Yeah. Bad side of
1: him <laughs> immediately. Yeah. Just yeah. Toss him overboard.
0: I'll probably be his consigliere anyways, so he'll... (laughs) Yeah. Okay, we better move on to auction before this becomes a two-hour podcast.
1: No, let's not do that.
0: Um, So we had our auction league draft. Um, If you'll remember, for two years running, I have blown the draft and done maybe not exactly what... So the first year I spent too much early and then had crappy players after. And had to basically sell. And then the second year I kept too much money and didn't get the players I wanted. So this year, Tyler, I came up with a new strategy and it definitely worked. But I was
1: very happy with my draft this year. Like you were, right? am I mean, considering where I was draft like the position I was drafting from, I'm pretty happy with it.
0: Yeah, so I guess people that um, may not know how the auction draft works is uh, we have so many contracts per team that we have and based on how much the players are worth on those contracts the leftover money we get so I think it's $200 per team total right correct and then the leftover money we have from our contracts that we signed for keepers we get that for the draft um, and then there is no draft order it's kind of random and we just nominate a player at whatever value we want and then people are allowed to bid on that person until the bidding stops And then whoever ends up as the highest bidder gets that player. Um, Correct. So we have, so the one thing I do like about the auction pool is that every single year, the keeper base in this pool will be different than any other pool I'm in. Yeah. Because contracts, because there are guys that are kept in this pool that aren't kept in some other pools, but that's still okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Cause because it's all about the value. Yeah, because it's a dollar rookie for four years or whatever. And it's like, well, you're obviously just keeping him for a couple of years and then he pays off. Like, So I, that's the one thing I love the most about this auction draft is that you can actually get like named players. Like, You're actually going after like guys that will actually affect your season a lot. Yeah. Uh, you have so a shot at first, everybody. Exactly. So like Nathan McKinnon was available. He was arguably the best player available. Mm-hmm. No, he was. And once again, um, the Pelicans decided to blow their draft out of the water by once again bringing Nathan McKinnon in and then having no money left. Uh, and then he did follow it up with spending another $23 on Sidney Crosby, which literally ended his draft. Yeah. Uh, which maybe not the strongest. Even I was thinking about a $23 Crosby, but I was like, no, nope, he's not on my board. I don't care if he's a little cheaper than I thought he should
1: go for. It's not somebody I need to get right now. However. Leon Dreisaitl, Miko Rannan, Jason Robertson, Veneers, Boldy, um, McKinnon, Crosby is a very, very good yeah. core to go into a season with. And, I mean, just overall, and, like, the goaltending is not horrible either um, with Merzlikens and Demko. So, I mean, uh, to me, that's a pretty solid draft. And, and again, like, you're going to drop some of the players you you bid on 100%. like it happens, right? Like I might not have Taylor Hall for $3 on my roster for very long. It's my first time owning Taylor Hall in fantasy hockey. <laughs> yeah. Cause I played in leagues with Adam who loves Taylor Hall for some hey, reason.
0: And done now. He, you so literally right. have
1: owned him every possible yeah. year. I could have gotten him. So this is my first time owning him. So I was like, yeah, I'm going to,
0: he'll have a, finish. he'll have a return to a 90 point season this year. Just so I don't even need to him to be a now.
1: 90 point player at where I drafted him. So it's all good.
0: Uh, Okay, so earlier guys that went just uh, so Johnny Gaudreau went for $26, but Ovechkin went for $40. Um, Mostly because I was after Ovechkin to a certain point. uh, And then somebody else, like Rob, once again wanted to have Ovi on his team, so he bit him up crazy. Mm
1: -hmm. Uh,
0: Then some goalies went for insane. Like Saros went for 29, Jari went for 26, I think Hellebuck went for 33. Tyler, what's that's? I know they're good, but it was like the same people going after goalies every time.
1: Yeah, there was not a lot of um, goaltending available. There no, was a lot did. of it, like you're allowed to keep up to two goalies in this league, and most teams did it, except for I think there was three teams who were coming in with no goalies, and I was one of them.
0: Yeah, and you managed to snag at least one half decent one. Well, you got Mark Andre Fleury for nine dollars is insane in value given what like Darcy Kemper went for twenty. Yeah um and then you also well I <clears throat> man, I snaked you on Cal Peterson my yep. limit my limit was I need so going into this draft I've kept Spencer Knight and Bob but they're both contracts they're ending after this season so I kind of was hoping my goal was to find a keeper level goalie for $5 or less and in this pool a keeper level goalie is a goalie that will start on a team that is over 500
1: <laughs> yeah pretty much so
0: Cal, like my big ticket guys that I was looking at, because I knew I had to get cheaper guys, were Cal Peterson or a Grubauer. And you went after Peterson, so I went up to four dollars on him, and then hoping you would go five, and you stopped. So I got him for four, and then you got Grubauer for a dollar, and I'm still kind of not happy with
1: <laughs> that. Yeah, I mean is not uh, has it doesn't deserve much more. Based on yeah, but year. then you
0: got Laner for four dollars, so now you could keep both of them for next year, and now you have two starters for five dollars. Hopefully,
1: yeah, hopefully, like that's, that's the idea. And with the Minnesota goaltending, I did also grab <laughs> both the backup goalies for Minnesota, um, post draft. So I have Flurry and Johan or er, and um, Gustafson, and I have Jesper Wallstatt for the NA spot that we have in this league. So I'm going to got Wall said. Yeah, I'm gonna be good all the way down um for Minnesota Wild <laughs> for the rest of the year.
0: <laughs> also, for some reason there was a run on Andrew Mangia this year and he went for twenty two dollars.
1: <laughs> yeah, that was pretty wild. <laughs> when Crosby went for
0: twenty three and like I got drawn Carlson for sixteen. Like yeah. I would probably rather have Carlson than Mangia but Yeah. Uh,
1: you know how it is, right? Like there with this draft this year and it's different every year which is why i love auction drafts so much is you either have people like in this year's version of the draft the first 12 picks there was a bunch of guys who were really really low value because they were they were put up for nomination too early and people wanted to conserve money for the guy they actually wanted So you have guys like Flurry going for nine bucks because no one wanted to bid me up because Tristan Jari wasn't off the board and Connor Hellebuck wasn't off the board and Jordan Binnington wasn't off the board. So you find yourself if you if you nominate or someone nominates a a lesser player, than players are available. You can get a good deal. Um, And I found that that like that essential like area stretched to like 40 picks. Like, we were 40 picks in before shit started to get weird. Like, Mangiapane going for 22 bucks. Um, Sam Ilya Samsonov went for more than Matt Murray went for, yeah. which was strange. Yeah. Um, I ended up getting Robert Thomas for only $7, which I thought was crazy because I basically will win the assist category now every week. Because I have Huberto and Thomas, two of the best playmakers in the league. Well, which like I Owen thought... Power so- went- Owen
0: Power went for eight dollars. I have Dalnine under contract, I think, for four years at two dollars. Yeah. Yeah. And like Slavkowski went for eight dollars. So how does Owen Power go for as much as Slavkowski? Like that's
1: yeah. And like Thomas Shabbat again, it seems like every year Thomas Shabbat gets bit up in this league. So he was a ten dollar grab, like just double digits towards the end of the draft. And then the most egregious one was Marcus Fellino, which was me. Who so I got for $15. <laughs> because um, it was the end he of the draft, and someone decided to alone. bid me up for no reason. Um, so yeah, I spent all my remaining money on Marcus Foligno, and then I had one dollar left to get a guy I wanted, which I got.
0: Uh, yeah, so I had two dollar guys. I grabbed Ken Johnson uh, for a dollar, and then I also grabbed uh, Marco Rossi with my last pick, basically for a dollar. And one of those two, I will probably end up signing. I bet.
1: Hmm,
0: for or sure. Trading away for stuff at the deadline absolutely the fact that yahoo is predicted for me to finish second this year apparently
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh so yeah i had a pretty good draft claude drew at seven dollars i think was a bit of a steal <clears throat> uh, sure 28 dollars on evander kane just because i didn't want rob to get him and i had the money but <laughs> <laughs> and i mean it'll be he'll be a good multi-cat guy so Uh, Anything else you want to talk about for the points pool here? Not for the
1: points pool, no. Or the auction. Or the auction pool? Yeah.
0: So before we end
1: the podcast, you want to talk about Bowie? Shit, okay. I guess my third fantasy team doesn't fucking count, does it? Oh, you want to talk about that? Let's go. I'm in a a new league. A 14-team league. Uh, It's a straight redraft league. It is a points league as well. And the settings are kind of weird, but it's pretty straightforward like hits and blocks aren't super like it's kind of similar to points league i guess you could say in terms of like valuations of players sorry, um,
0: is it a is it a custom made points league or is it just like a standard one with the category set type thing
1: it's a cuss like the like, values are actually custom.
0: set the values for every yes. category
1: yeah like a goal is worth four points and then an oh, ac- wow. or, sorry a goal is worth five points and an assist is worth four for some reason and then it's only one (laughs) point for a power play point and then it's two points for a shorthanded point like the valuations are all fucked up so goal scores aren't as so the only difference between this and points league for for me is goal scores are not as important in this league it's more about getting points in general because assists and and goals are so close
0: right whereas in
1: points, points it's in, in points, points it's league.
0: two to one so it's exactly right
1: goals are double the which i like because there's two yeah, yeah. assists on every goal right yeah so i'll just quickly roll through my team i we won't go through the draft because it's pretty crazy but um i chose eighth out of 14 so kind of right in the middle uh my team is is as such i got creel capriz off with my first overall pick or first round pick um pasternak with my second UC Sorrows with my third pick um, for my first goalie, Philip Forsberg um, with my fourth, Mark Andre, Mark Andre Fleury. So I have him in two leagues this year. Um, mm-hmm. I got him with my fifth. And then I have Zach Rowinski, who I have in a couple different places. I got Sam Reinhardt as well. Rupe Hints I was able to get in the eighth round, which I thought oh. was a pretty good value pick. That's crazy. Um, so like, here's where the draft got fun. I These are my three picks in a row. Sam Reinhart, who's an eighty point player Rupe hints who was an 80 point player and mm-hmm. lucas raymond who has a you know potential you know 70 point player i would say yeah. right and then i got i was able to get charlie mcavoy pretty late because he's hurt jacob chikrin um bill horvat adrian kempe who i have in a couple leagues as well and then vince dunn and logan couture were was the end of my draft um so again it's a redraft league so you're just basically going for players who will get points um as opposed to like drafting rookies and stuff who might not be as effective. So you don't keep anyone at all, eh? Um, nope. You don't keep anyone at all. And at, according to Yahoo, I drafted the best, but I, d- that doesn't really mean anything to me. Um, but just to kind of put you in perspective, right. of how I, how I could have potentially done. Did you draft off a list or did you just kind of go by what you, I use like? Dom's, I use Dom's list to, yeah. uh, to guide, to like tear it out. And again, in a redraft league with only a minute between picks, like it's really hard to go back and forth super fast. And it was fast and furious. Like everybody was doing it pretty quick. I think we got through it in like an hour. Um, And it's only 15 rounds, right? So it's not as deep as other leagues. Right. Um, So yeah, I I thought I did okay. I would have liked to have prioritized defense a little bit better, but they kept getting snaked from like I, I kept getting sniped essentially. Uh, every time I was like, okay, I'm going to take this defenseman, the pick before he'd go. Um, so I'd have to pivot pretty quickly, which is why I got a lot of good forwards. Uh,
0: cool. So mm. is that that's for money, right? That is for money, yes. Right. I don't to... play in
1: free leagues anymore.
0: <laughs> so you have to remind me that every week, once the season starts, that you have to give us the weekly update on... Is it head-to-head or is it...?
1: It's head-to-head. Yeah. I also so don't, don't see- play in rotisserie leagues. That's stupid.
0: Yeah. So you'll have to give us the update on how that's going. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you want to talk about Bowie before the podcast? Is over?
1: Not really. It's like, you think uh, that what are we going to do? Like, thing ever? like, I don't care. No, it. who cares? It's a fucking mascot. Either, who gives a weird. shit? Is it, it, it? There's some meaning to the Seattle. yeah there's a troll fremont troll or something like that it's as stupid as the new jersey devil which is a uh folk it's a cryptid folktale from new jersey like who fucking cares who cares yeah but that's
0: cool though he's got like hooves and like wings and stuff sure
1: and it's like just as dumb as the oilers at mascot who is like a sexy fucking cougar or some dumb shit like who cares
0: bobcat or whatever right
1: yeah except he's got a six-pack
0: Remember that time when the Calgary Flames dog got its tongue ripped out? Yeah. Whoa. Whoa, isn't that whoa? I don't really I care I can't believe about he did the... that. Whoa.
1: I don't, I don't really care about mascots. Crazy. Mascots are for kids. Um, the troll will at least be recognizable as a troll to kids. And probably, like my kids watch the trolls movies. They think they're awesome. So, cool. If that makes a kid's day better at a Seattle Kraken game, awesome uh
0: should have been a Kraken. I don't know what we're doing here. They're called the Kraken. What did a I call the Kraken. them? No, but they're called the Kraken. Why wouldn't they have made it a Kraken? Because that's too on the nose. But the leaves the Maple leaves have a bear. Like, come okay. on, bears eat honey. We're, like, we're, we're down here. That makes sense. <laughs>
1: we're down here. <laughs> <laughs> All
0: right. Uh, thanks, everybody, for listening, and we'll talk to you next week. Bye.